Hello everyone, welcome back to Daf HaShavua as we study Meseches Ksuvos Daf Gimel Amid Aleph. Uh, today's shir will most likely be a little bit shorter than usual. Sometimes I uh, take that license, especially now between uh, Yom Purim and uh, Sukkot. It's interesting, uh, looking for justification for shorter shiurim. I listened to a shir last night from Rav Shechter. Uh, he gives a share every year at Yeshiva University right after uh, Yom HaKippurim. It's incredible. He went for an hour and a half on Hilchos, uh, one aspect really of Hilchos Sukkah. And he said that there's a very popular Sefer. It's not important right now which Sefer, but it's a whole separate uh, discussion about the Sefer. But there's an important Sefer that was written, especially for Abanim, that has the halachos of uh, the Dalad Minim and anything relating to Sukkah, but specifically the Dalad Minim, in olive-based form, that would make it very easy for rabbis to look up because uh, he said, this is around 100 years ago, the Sefer, Rabbanim uh, didn't, don't really have a lot of time to repair for Hilchus Sukkot and Hilchus uh, Esrog, Lulav and Esrog, a lot of questions come to us. Uh, with me, it's mostly uh, dealing with you know, sukkahs and trees and stuff like that, and uh, it's not always so push it. And there are all these different types of sukkahs today with the walls, with metal. So, because Rabbanim would not have so much time to prepare, because they were dealing so much, so many Yom Kippur Shilohs, and even Rosh Hashanah Shilohs, so he wrote the Sefer to make it easier for Rabbanim to look up the bottom line. So I felt good about that. Um, Baruch Hashem had the chance today to uh, prepare this daf, but uh, we're not going to have time to go into full detail, but hopefully you'll have a chance uh, to learn it well. But I think we'll cover the basics and some very fascinating issues. I, I want to give... Uh, my first point is just going to explain something that's been happening already on these two dapim that are very un- important to understand throughout Ksuvos, and we'll show you some halacha from it. Remember uh, last week, I pointed out that the whole concept of marriage changed at Sinai, and uh, there was less randomness. You know, now you have to have a formality to it. You have to have kiddushin, and you have to have nisuin. The flip side of it is if there's a divorce, so you have to have Giddin. You don't just uh, break up. There's, there's halachic ramifications for it. We also explain that the Chachamim even expanded on this. So the Chachamim, you know, that's where we called uh, which type of Kiddushin you should use. You shouldn't do Kiddushin Babiyah, but either Kesev or Shtar. We also spoke about Shiduchin. The Chacham said you should have an earlier stage of engagement than we have under the Chuppah. So the Chachamim Clearly, you know, they keep their hands in marriage and really establish marriage. And it's really happening throughout this uh, Masechta. You see this just in the f- first two dafim, dafim, how concerned the Chachamim were with marriage. That explains what we saw last week as well of Shaktu Chachamim. Shaktu Chachamim was that the Chachamim wanted to make sure that she would have a beautiful wedding. And therefore, only on uh, Thursday... Would only on Thursday would the Bezdin be able to uh, be strong enough of a push to answer any problem that he had from the night before. I explained last week, and I want to correct myself, that it could be even a wedding on Tuesday night, because technically that's Wednesday. But I think, you know, after going over it, most of the weddings were during the day. You know, at the wedding at night, you could understand with lights, you'd have more concerns and expenses. But, okay, either way, it would be 
Wednesday or Wednesday night. And therefore, if the man has a taina on her and says that Pesach Pesach Masasi, I didn't find you to be a basula, and therefore uh, I don't owe you what I was supposed to owe you, you don't want him to cool off. You want at least this issue to be settled. Even if he would say, I don't care, you want it to be settled because, you know, it could have long-term impact in relationship, it'll always come back. So the Chachamim said, make sure the wedding is that day as opposed to on Sunday because Sunday you're not going to have enough days to prepare for a wedding. So you have to make sure that it's only when the Besden is operating the day after, which is Thursday. You could have a Besden operating on Monday as well, but then the wedding's not going to be as beautiful. So you see the different issues that the Chachamim are balancing. And this brings us to this week. Now, we already were introduced this at the end of last sugya, last daf, but it really comes alive in this daf. Very, very important uh, discussion of the halacha of Ravah. It's more of a Giddin discussion, but I'm going to back into it and show you how, in many ways, it's more of a Suvis question, a marriage question, at least from our perspective. When it came to, um, if you remember from last week, when it came to Ksuba, Kiddushin, we said, Yeshones. You know, something ends up happening out of the ordinary and not expected, then a uh, Ones would be able to say that the Tanai is not effective. But we see, at least in the first part, Rava says, Ein Ones Begidin. The Gemara then goes through the possibility of Yesh Ones Begidin. But when you look into the Rambam, Lahalacha, the Rambam says, Ein Ones Begidin. This halacha of the Rambam is found in Hilchus Gerish in Periktes, Halacha Ches. And what I'm going to do is read you the Rambam so you understand the case. And you see Rashi basically understands the case the same way. But the Rambam here is Paskin. You see it as well listed in Shulchan Aruch, Evan Ezra, Hilchus Gidin, Simon Kuf Mem Dalad, Sif Aleph, explained by the Taz the same way that Rashi explains it over here. So what's the case? Let's present the case. But I'm giving you a Gidin issue, but what we're going to show you at the end is because of the power the Chachamim have with Kiddushin and Nesuin, so that same power extends itself to Gerushin. And then everyone's going to end up with a question they'll have, which I will tell you what it will be. So what happens? The Rambam says, the, let's go to the Rambam. Okay, so you're getting a halach at the same time. A man says to his wife, they're already married. Hisna get I'm going away. It could be a trip. It could go to the military, whatever it may be. Let's assume he says he's going away to a different country. That's what the Rambam says. So if I don't come back to this country in 30 days, and then he sure enough goes on the trip, and the reason he didn't come back was he became sick. Oh, Ikvonar, the river overflow. Right? There was some kind of hurricane. And that's why he didn't come back. It's Ones, right? This is a situation that is coerced upon him. Bottom line is I raise a get. It's still a get, a get. Even if the guy gets up and screams that it was an Onus, because the halacha is Shane Onus Begidin, that if there's no Onus Begidin. Even though he's saying he doesn't want to end up getting divorced. And you see the same halacha 
in the Shulchan Aruch. Now, the way we come to this is you go back to the Gemara. The Gemara says, when it comes to divorce, you need there to be clarity. You can't have a gray area. Because what's going to happen is <coughs> the Tznuos, you have a modest woman, she ends up in a case where there's no Ones, her husband doesn't come back, <coughs> and she'll say maybe there was an Ones, and she's going to make herself an Aguna for the rest of her life. <coughs> and she won't continue on with her life. <coughs> I'm sorry. We also have the possibility of a Prutza. In the situation of Prutza, a woman's going to say, listen, my husband's not coming back after 30 days. I don't care, yes, Ones, no Ones. I assume that he doesn't want to come back. And therefore, I, I'm assuming there's no Ones, and she's going to end up marrying someone else. And Aisha says they'll end up being a mamzer. So we have to have clarity. Now, what's very important <coughs> is, is Rava did not... <coughs> I apologize for my cough. Rava did not have a source for this. The Gemara kept going back and forth. He only had a svara. But the Svara does have a source, the Halacha. And the source, the Halacha, is that the Chachamim have tremendous power. Avkinu Rabbanan. The, the Chachamim have the power to establish Kiddushin, and they could also uproot it, which would end up leading to divorce. The Chachamim have the power, as the Gemara says, even if the Bia is, uh, the Kiddushin was done through Bia, which it shouldn't have been done. So they declare it that no, that was not a bia l'shem kiddushin. Now it's a bia l'znus, and we see many of these principles that will come up again in the parak. If the if the kiddushin was through money, Chacham are able to say hefker bezdin hefker. So once they have the power, Tosfos bottom lines it in a pretty simple way. If you look at the second Tosfos, is when the guy gives the ring. Let's just say in a classic case, and this is what happens at every single wedding. When a guy gives a ring to the woman, he says, different opinions of what to say, but either way, the, you have to add the last three words, Kedas Moshe Yisrael. The expression Kedas Moshe Yisrael is done under the authority of the Chachamim. So, and again, even if he doesn't say it, the Chachamim still have certain powers, such as we pointed out in uh, the Bia Lubias Nus. Unless the assumption is that he's also saying Hariyat Mekudesh Asli Babiyazu. So that will be a separate discussion. But either way, the Chachamim are able to obliterate this uh, marriage. Now, the question that people will ask so why today don't the Chachamim have the power to just uh, make an Aguna a non Aguna? So, you know, sometimes you have a question, it's a very good question, but it doesn't mean because you have a question that the Teretz is the way we want the question to be. I would love the answer to be, okay, the Chacham could just get together Snam and say the original marriage was not valid. And that's not the way it works. Now, there are certain times we'll see that an original wedding, the Chachamun will look at and they'll say they don't think the wedding was really a wedding. But once we establish that it was a wedding, that there was Kiddushin and Nisuin, it's going to be in very limited situations that Chachamim are going to come in. And obviously that has to be done by a Gedole Adar. And there are ways in rare situations that a marriage could be uh, taken apart by the Chachamim. Okay, so this is the first part that I wanted to share with you, which is very basic. I want to leave you with something uh, 
will say a little bit homiletical that I give uh, thanks to Andrew Israeli, Rabbi Andrew Israeli. Sometimes you get to hear Gesh Yerim from him. He shared with me something from uh, Rav, from the Chashuk Echemet, that who you often quote from Zilberstein, that Masechus Ksuvos has 13 uh, prakim, and it's a good thing to learn during the time of tshuva, because we know we focus on the Yud Gimel Midos Harachamim during this time of year. Now, there are some details in uh, Rav Zilberstein that explains it. I take a little bit of a different direction, but what I'm saying is based on, um, is based very much on the Rav Zilberstein piece, and it connects to something that I said last week, that marriage is a great opportunity to work on one's midas, um, to perfect ourselves, you know, with the challenges of someone who we live with all the time, Baruch Hashem. You know, the we're told in Masechtos Katanos, that uh, doesn't just apply to people outside, it applies to people inside, especially to our spouses. If we're not getting along, we could violate so many so of the uh, losases in the Torah, you know, from revenge to nakama, right, nakama, and uh, all these different things that would uh, bring Ben uh, Machavero issues. He focused here on the issue of kas, because there is a parak of uh, that's called af, and uh, the parak of af is uh, when when something begins with af, it's not a good thing. It reflects anger. So there's a whole question even why the parak would have that name af, but it's just interesting how he looked at Suvos as you know not just as we pointed out shas katan, but always as a way of a person fighting against the yitzhara, and you could see even in some of the issues that we covered today. How you could tie this into, um, you don't want quick decisions being made. But on the other hand, the Chachamim are trying to uh, preserve the clarity of whether there is marriage or not, which obviously is very important for the future of the Jewish people on a national level with Mamzerus. Okay, have a great week of learning, a great sukkah, and uh, we'll send out a share during Cholomoy.